You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Seattle Patel. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, well, welcome back. Yeah, hope you uh, you guys were able to survive the uh, the week and uh, week and a bit of uh, no uh, Jeep Talk Show new episodes. Uh, but we're back and uh, we're live. We're ready to go, and uh, we're going to be back with uh, episodes. I guess uh, we're not going to be uh, taking off anytime soon, so you won't have to uh, worry about not having uh, something to listen to. <laughs> well, there's lots of podcasts out there. There's even other Jeep podcasts out there that you can listen to. So, uh, and uh, we always talk about the 4x4 Radio Network, and there's several uh, really good episodes, uh, really good uh, podcasts and episodes that you can listen to and uh, that are all part of the 4x4 Radio Network. Just go to 4x4radionetwork.com and you can uh, see them and listen to them. So uh, I, I just want to tell you guys real quick, I've been uh, reaching out and asking for help and getting the uh, the word out about the Jeep Talk Show after uh, uh, 10, now 11 years of, uh, I've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, we've only been doing it for 11 years, so uh, yeah, it's it's completely understandable. You know, instead of just letting it go with the flow, uh, the, the magic that, uh, you know, is Joe Rogan, that uh, apparently everybody talks about Joe Rogan's show, and now uh, he's doing uh, uh, so good. Although I, I did hear that he's been doing that show for 12 years, so maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's the 12th years whenever uh, I'll be getting the contact for the uh, $110 million contract to uh, put the show uh, live and nationwide. But uh, yeah, I'm not holding my breath. So, but uh, we, it definitely is uh, apparent you guys are helping us out, getting the word out there, and I really appreciate it. And uh, if you could continue to do that, I would just be uh, tickled pink. So if you're a regular listener to the Jeep Talk Show, you already know about our campfire side chat segment we've done for the last several years. We always enjoy interacting with our listeners, so we came up with a way to have you join in for the whole show, and we call it the JTS Roundtable. Everyone is invited to our roundtable to join, uh, just connect to our Zoom meeting. You can get the link information each week by subscribing to our newsletter. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and sign up. We now join the Zoom meeting, which is already in progress. Please keep in mind that what you're about to hear is completely unrehearsed. The opinions may be strong and may or may not reflect the opinion of the Jeep Talk Show. Good evening, Zoom people. I hope you guys had a great uh, holiday week last week, and you're looking at looking forward to the end of 2021 coming up this week. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. <laughs> Ready for 2022. So, when you say you were tickled pink, Tony, does that mean you're tickled Tuscarero pink? Let's oh no, narrow. that would be way too too commercial. Now, if Jeep was to be willing to reach out to me in some some form or fashion, <laughs> that could always happen. That's the, we could always make it happen. <laughs> so I know uh, several of you guys are part of our Discord uh, server, and uh, you come out there uh, uh, fairly regularly. Uh, Steve-O, I don't think I've seen you uh, on the Discord uh, server there for a while. Uh, have uh, did you get in trouble? Did the wife say you had to spend more time with the family? No, it's been a very crazy time at work and with my phone going bzz, 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 <laughs> as on in Teams meetings is not a good thing for me to be doing. So I had to turn the notifications off. I, I turned them back on today, though. 
Okay. You heard what, so, you heard what uh, Jimmy's trick to that was, right? No. Set the set up the notification for the Discord to match the team's That's right. I remember hearing that, just, yes. Everybody just thinks you're just working, man. Man, Jimmy's over there busting ass. Listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bastards. The, they're all over him. <laughs> So uh, I was going to take a uh, take a moment and uh, make sure that our uh, our listeners that maybe haven't uh, joined the Discord server uh, know about it. So uh, I was curious: uh, Have you joined our, the the our Zoom uh, people here? Have you joined the Discord Discord server? And if not, why not? And if it's your first time talking, please uh, say who you are and where you're located. Uh, John <laughs> Austin, I'm in the Austin area. I'm I'm definitely on there. I was. It was kind of funny when we first started it. There was only like a couple of the Zoom people were in there. I think, I think we was. I think you had tried to start it before, right, Tony? And then yes, it kind of because we a lot of us already set up there. Now we've grown. It's not just there's the general channel. There's a, a Gaia channel. There's a trip planning channel. Radios. Yep. If radios. you like shooting, there's one of those. And they, we got a cooking. They channel, were they right? were bitching today in the uh, just shoot me uh, channel for that for the gun talk uh, saying you know. Now it took that took long enough. Now how long is it going to be before we get a food channel? So and then boom. Yep. <laughs> so uh, what is it? Uh, and and I don't know why it didn't take off first time. It just that just this the way it is. I think a lot of people just didn't understand what it was. Uh, are you John? Were you familiar with what Discord was before uh, we started it? Yeah, and, and you know, my out myself is a little bit of a nerd, but um, there's a lot of games and stuff like that that kind of use discord yep. for coordination and planning and stuff so that is my background with it i kind of used it for for some of the stuff like that all right well, you knew what star it was. wars games and stuff sure sure so what is it uh what, what is what is the interest for you in, in discord uh i mean i think jimmy actually who's not with us tonight jimmy actually mentioned that it was like uh, a 24 by 7 uh zoom meeting yeah i think josh was saying that too josh downs i think he was he brought it up that uh, it's basically like this continuing on just all the time and it really is it's hey, only you can do screenshots there's a lot of screenshots getting thrown out there so <laughs> absolutely if you like memes and if you like an old guy out of kansas bitching and complaining all the time then you know you've got that too well, let's see. I think uh, Chris, I, I, Chris, ask you now, I know that you did get set up on the Discord server, but I don't see you on there very much. How is that? Uh, that, that is that something that you don't enjoy uh, getting on or just too busy lining up uh, future interviews for the show? No, I, no, I do enjoy it. I um, just been kind of out of pocket the past few days with the holiday and uh, I pop in and out and just kind of read. Uh, we'll make a, a snarky comment here and there, <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, I like it. I, and I, and to John's point, I mean, there's a lot of screenshots. There's a lot of good information. There's some conversations that, uh, maybe I'm not a part of. Um, and I, I like it because it, it's somewhat like a forum, but you don't have the, the nastiness of a forum or the sponsorship or the login. I mean, there's some technical threads on there that you could save some information or learn something. For later and it's so I, I really like it it's just it, it's kind of you got to read through it to get caught up on it if you're not with it if you're not in it for a couple days but uh no i really really like it i just don't get get back to it as much i did i was able to finally get it on my phone though so that that's helpful oh yeah i can see that if you're out and about so uh and i, I know larry i know you get on there uh garrett how about you are you on the uh, the discord server with us 
Yeah, I get on there every once in a while and check about some stuff you guys are talking about on there and everything. And sometimes I might put a question in there every once in a while. Do you find it inconvenient uh, to use? Or I guess it really just depends on what your daily activities are. Uh, no, not really. I mean, I kind of, since I'm younger generation, I understand how absence. Oh, shots fired. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. The only problem I have is like, there's one that I want to join and I can't find it. So I can't figure out how to find it and stuff like that. But. Gotcha. Well, there's new rooms popping up daily. So, yeah. yeah. There are. Hey, there's a hot springs naked channel coming soon. And if you guys are still un- unclear what the Discord <laughs> server is, it's just basically a, uh, a, a group texting chat type thing we, we can do audio and video much like we do here in the zoom meeting but uh that uh, no that hasn't caught on yet and uh, i'm not sure if it will or not because the texting well, is just so so convenient well it's well, a lot like audio, you know, garrett wouldn't understand this but it's a lot like the old aol chat rooms yeah and you never know when the audio will just pop up out of nowhere from what we've heard. <laughs> yeah, but John, John and I had a brief call last week uh, before before Christmas. John and I talked for, I don't know, five, ten minutes, just caught up. And John was showing me a bracket. He showed me a difference. His JK's a 17. Mine's a 14. He popped the hood open and realized my horn, my horns are in a different spot than his. So, And that was yep. amazing. I mean, that the, the sound quality and the video quality was perfect. Now, uh, and it was like, hey, good talking to you. We'll chat with you again, and that was it. Now, you Chris, know, we got to be we got to be careful about you guys showing each other's horns to yeah, uh, their current sizes <laughs> on there because that no, would be to uh, do the well, shutdown. I was going to mention that too, Chris, because that was kind of cool. Because <laughs> I was I was letting Chris know about the the bracket that that those software guys are going to make it for me, and I showed him I had the extra metal cloak, and I'm like, hey, I think this one might work for you. And then he was telling me about, I guess there was the, the you had the Terraflex one, I think it was. Yeah, and um, you know how it wouldn't fit, and then I'm like, "Are you sure?" And so I kind of popped the hood and went over there, and that's that's how we discovered there was like some different placement from the horns and stuff from 2014 to 2017. I I didn't even know that was something you would move around. It seems like an odd thing to change, you know, for a I mean, a same generation, right? That's the same one. But. Yeah, that does seem strange. Yeah, I was going to make a joke about we need to have a food channel on there, and I got I went over to the main menu, and I was like, "Oh, there it is, chuck <laughs> wagon." <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah chuck chuck made the 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 statement after uh uh i think it was bob too cheap jeep said uh, well we, when we're we gonna get a food channel and uh i think uh, uh chuck actually said uh, meat in my mouth is uh, was the name for the channel so i i thought about it and went oh chuck chuck wagon that makes perfect sense <laughs> well so, we had to uh do that so that we can stay just on jeeps in the general chat so that you don't have to keep us on track anymore, Larry. We've taken all the, <laughs> yeah. all the Tony, Tony's not going to keep anybody on track, but Larry will. <laughs> I'll, I'll be first to tell you, I'll see something pop up. I'll start talking about something and realize, crap, I'm in the wrong room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going like to uh, try not to have, a, 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 you know, 13,000 rooms or anything. But I think <clears throat> based on the conversations we had, you know, gun talk and food talk and uh uh, some uh, some radio talk is uh, is all good stuff. I think you can actually mute like specific rooms too. Oh yeah, if you, you, if you, you wanted to. Sure, sure. So uh, anyway, the Discord server uh, is is not anything specific to the Jeep Talk Show. It's a uh, a, a service, something that's out there available for really anybody. And uh, the Jeep Talk Show has just 
created its own rooms in the Discord arena, so to speak. So uh, if you guys are interested, you can go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, scroll on down through the, uh, the page there, and you will see an invitation for the Jeep Talk Show Discord server. It's free. Uh, you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to install any software. You can use your browser on your desktop or your or your uh, uh, laptop to uh, join the the Jeep Talk Show Discord server. Or you can install a free app on your phone and uh, get it on your phone. I know some some of you uh, folks out there only have uh, phones as your computer, so that probably would be the preferred way for you to get on there. And, you know, it's not anything like you got, you got to get in there and, and, and talk. You can just listen and, you know, or, or read uh, what, what's going on and join in if you want to. Everything's really friendly. I don't think anybody ever gets shut down in what they're saying. Um, I'm, not everybody always gets an answer to a question or uh, a comment, but uh, most of the time it, it just seems to be a friendly place. There's no gatekeeping. Yeah. So uh, please join us if you would like to. We'd like to have you uh, come over there. We're, we're trying to build a nice uh, Jeep Talk Show family, and uh, this is a great place for us to uh, have those conversations and uh, you know find out more about what's going on with the show and some uh, uh, events and things happening around the country. All right, I have a – this is completely off topic. Larry, brace yourself. So I, I got a question. I got a question for you guys because this really surprised me, and it might just be me that this this doesn't like this type of stuff, and I just want to get your opinion. So uh, many of you in the Discord server know that I uh, was uh, getting a Glock uh, 23. Uh, is that right? 23? Yeah. A Glock 23, and uh, that uh, I ordered it online, and it came in, and I, I had it. I sent had it sent to a FFL uh, that was uh, in a, a little uh, I don't know area, a little uh, strip mall that uh, that I uh, that I was familiar with. So I'd know exactly where to drive over there. I wouldn't have to do GPS or anything. And on the the website for the the online uh, gun store, uh, they said uh, gave the name. You know, you'd have to pick, and you you pick from a list of uh, preferred uh, uh, dealers, uh, gun shops. And I picked one that said uh, the fee was twenty five dollars to, to to complete the transfer for the gun. So I got there, and it was forty. And I told the uh, the young lady that uh, said, "Well, uh, Sportsman's Guide said uh, had had you guys listed for twenty five. Oh, it's been forty since the beginning of the year." And I said, "Well." You know, you you might want to do something about that. And she says, "Yeah, just contact them and let them know." <laughs> so, number one, I had to pay fifteen dollars more for my transfer than what I was planning on. And number two, I was told to go fix it my damn self. What do you guys think? Is that something you, that you that would upset you guys, or it's just like no big deal? Well, I think if you pick a FFL based upon the the caliber of the barbecue next door from your pictures <laughs> you kind of you kind of get what you get no i'm just not. I, that would tip me off especially when they tell you tell you to go fix it yourself kind of thing problem like that that would uh that would probably hurt me i mean my other choice was a 20 dollars place uh I, I didn't call them before i went over to pick it up which i i probably should had but I really didn't think that it, I don't know if you guys have ever shopped at Sportsman's Guide uh, for, for uh, guns or ammo or anything, but uh, it's a real nice a real nice site, and they had them listed as 
um, you know, part of their group. Now, anybody can say anything. Uh, it doesn't really, you know, to impress other people. But uh, I just kind of got the feeling that there was something, you know, a, a conversation going on between them and, and this, this gun shop. And they would, uh, you know, they would know what's going on with them or there'd be something in place to keep those those fees the same. I don't mind if they charge $40. I just don't like having uh, my gun sent over there and having to pay the $40 uh, before uh, picking it up. I would actually would have had to wait and I would have had to call the gun shop before I placed the order to make sure that the, the fee was what it said. I kind of, I mean, I don't know if there's a limit on that thing, but gosh, what keeps them from making it $100? Nothing. They can do that. In Colorado, there are stores that will charge $75 or more, and they do that to drive the online price up above their price in the store. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask next was, is it them just being pissed off? I specifically asked them when I got there. I said, uh, I I looked online. I didn't see that you guys had this gun. Is that one that you have? And they said, no. So it wasn't even a gun I could have got there. Well, at least, at least by having the opportunity to come in and have it shipped there, at least get you into the store, then that should be an opportunity for them to make another sale. Yeah, exactly. And what's the markup on their products anyway? I mean, if they're if they're getting you know a twenty five or forty from you clear, I mean, are they are they getting more than that on a four hundred dollar gun as far as profit markup? I mean, yes. I, think it's, I, I don't know how much. I bet, I don't know how I much bet they gun, are on, gun store gets out of that. I bet they are on the uh, Glocks. The Glocks seem to be a pretty uh, even, uh, uh, evenly priced pretty much everywhere. Uh, they're making about forty to forty four dollars a piece on. So they're basically yeah. charging what they would get as their margin. This is oh. essentially what they're charging for the FFL. Both and gun it, stores do just under 10% normally. Somewhere around 8 to 9 is usually the norm. Unless go. they run some special. Oh, and the other, thing, the other thing I thought was pretty funny is... Uh, I just ordered the Glock because I was wanting to get it, and I wanted to give my Glock 27 to my oldest daughter so she would have a, a weapon she could carry with her. And uh, I, I figured uh, nowadays, since uh, Texas is uh, uh, has open carry and uh, uh, not concealed, what am I trying to? Th- they got a license for carry and, and and open carry. I don't have to worry about uh, the gun printing or people seeing the gun uh, and uh, me getting in trouble for it. So I'll get a little bit larger gun. It's easier to shoot. Uh, has a couple more rounds in it, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, give the uh, the the really small gun to my uh, to my daughter. But anyway, uh, I uh, I thought it was pretty funny that I was just ordering it, and it, somebody was busting ass for, to get that gun to me before Christmas, which they did, and I ordered a uh, a threaded barrel uh, from Glock. Uh, and, and that was straight from somebody in the Discord channel recommended me. Have you checked with, with Glock to see if they have that barrel? And uh, I did, and they did. So uh, I, I think that's really cool to actually have a, a, a Glock threaded barrel in my uh, Glock 23. So, uh, and that one came in uh, before uh, before Christmas as well. So you know, Merry Christmas to me. It was my own uh, my own gift to me. It wasn't really a Christmas present, but that's the way it worked out. Well, at the very least, what the lady behind the counter should have done is say, "Hey." Uh, well, let me look at. Uh, well, let me see what your. Or can you show me where you've seen that at, or we saw that at? And you should, of course, you show it to her on the internet. And she said, "Well, that's different than what well, I was told." Let me talk to my manager about this, and at least exactly. give you a, give the idea that 
she gave you the, the time of day rather than say, oh, it's your problem, go fix it. Super. I, I had a, I bought a, a vehicle about two years ago, three years ago, and I uh, looked up, I saw it online, saw the price, so I went over there and test drove it, and I uh, had the cash, so I was going to pay the guy <clears throat> the, the amount, and he, he said it was $1,000 more than what it was on the internet. And I said, well, I'm sorry, but why, why the higher price? And he said, well, that's what we had to list it as here in the computer. And I said, well, sir, you know, mine, I, I haven't listed, you should have it listed on Facebook is what it was uh, for $1,000 less. And the guy just kind of shook his head and said, well, uh, I can't argue with that. And he let me buy it for $1,000 less. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's yeah, great. I, mean, I didn't expect that. I, and, well, I wouldn't have bought it. I mean, I, I had, and I want to, just because that's just, you don't do people that way. And, you know, he, he, it was an honest mistake. I even offered the guy, I said, look, I said, are you guys, are you taking a bath on this? It's a used car. There's not a lot of margins in that. It was several before all the prices and everything. And the guy said, no, we're going to do fine. I said, well, you need, you know, I said, I can help you out a little bit. I'm paying you a couple hundred dollars more for your trouble processing fees. He said, no, don't worry about it. It's our mistake. Uh, you know, here's your car. You know, wish you well with it. And we, split, we went separate ways. But it was a smooth transaction. And I've sent people over there since then because of the guy. And, Absolutely. You know, that's that's how you do business. Oh, yeah. That young lady, whoever it was. Obviously, hasn't learned that in life. And the the young lady that I was dealing with, I mean, I say young. She wasn't in her 20s. I'm sure she was older than that. It was yes or no, sir, and uh, thank you. And very pleasant, very attentive. Uh, But but just that one thing about, well, yeah, I would contact them and let them know. It's like, I'm I'm contacting them, the customer. I'm contacting them, the people that say you are one of their preferred uh, uh, FFLs and that uh, they're showing on their website for $25 and you say it's been a year, almost a year that you've changed, changed the price and they still don't know about it. Uh, you know, it, okay, fine. It, it's the, the, the online's fine. I, I mean, you can blame it on them, but the customer doesn't see it that way. The customer says, uh, sorry, it's, uh, it's $15 more than what you thought it was going to be. And we're not even going to take the onus on ourselves to lie to you that we're going to take care of it. Just lie to me. Say, oh, yeah, we'll contact them. We'll get it taken care of. I mean, that's all you got to do because I'm not going back over there. Uh, I'll go back over there for, for the barbecue that uh, John was talking about in that same shopping area. But I'm not going to that gun store again because I, I don't need that kind of service. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I can find guns online. So that's what I'll what I'll do. I'm, I'm not planning on buying another gun anytime soon, so it's not going to hurt them. But, but it pissed me off, damn it. And I was just curious if I was just being too uh persnickety about it i guess is, is what it is but I, I i think what i'm hearing from you guys is no they should have taken the ownership of the problem and uh fixed it themselves i think that's uh it's universal beyond just firearms or anything exactly it's, it's it, it, they're the i don't know if i'm gonna say the caliber it's the wrong word but it's like the stuff that i'm dealing with with the fedex stuff and i put that in discord i don't know if everybody saw that if you wanted a good chuckle so the original that original tire is just gone Right, it just doesn't exist anymore. I guess they had to send another one from California, so I'm still waiting on it to get here. So it's it's the just the general customer service is just seems like it's gone downhill a lot in the, in the last two years. And you know, I think you can call, blame some of it on pandemic. I don't know how long we're going to let that that be a a catch all yeah excuse for everything, right? But um, it's customer service has gone downhill across the board, especially, you know, when you're, 
when you're buying online, especially, it's such an impersonal exchange, right? It's, it's click, click, boom, it shows up in my house, or I go here to pick it up with the FFL thing. But, you know, that was, you know, when you'd go in and you would talk to the people that go in and, and kind of, is this what I need for my Jeep? Or is this, is this going to be what I need for my gun? Is this going to be what I need for whatever? You can kind of figure out, is, is this what I actually need to buy? You would normally get that that customer service telling you yes or no, or here's kind of where I would go and, and answering your questions. We, we've really gone to a kind of an impersonal kind of thing. And I think it's taken away well, what you said they should have done. You know, they should have taken it upon themselves to even lie to you. <laughs> saying they'll reach out and talk to them. Yeah. Um, there, there's just no, imp- there's no incentive for them to do that. Right. It's, it's just become a kind of a very impersonal kind of situation now. And, and, and the incentive thing I think was, is a very good point because I'm just giving them this little fee that they're charging. I didn't buy the gun from them. So they could even look at it like, you know, who are the, you know, who are you? We, we don't need you. We don't need customers like you, uh, the nickel and dime stuff. We need somebody coming in here buying, uh, you know, ammo, weapons, scopes, whatever we got. I was very impressed with their uh, their collection of firearms. They even had a KSG there. And I know the uh, those shotguns, uh, those Kiltec shotguns are, are uh, have it, it, anyway in the past been very difficult to get because they don't, they don't make a lot of them. Which but that is, was a missed opportunity to develop that relationship, right? Exactly. Because if you if you liked what they saw, you liked the ammo, you know, availability or whatever. It's just like going to a Jeep shop. <laughs> when you go in there and you you get that chance to kind of build that relationship, you're going to go back there when you need new tires. You're going to go back there when you need uh, you need new shocks or you need anything. And <laughs> you you don't get that, you know, like on online. You may Google it, and there may be 25 stores pop up. You're going to pick the one with the cheapest price. Because you're not looking to build a relationship with that store, right? You're just you're looking to just get the best deal. Well, you're exactly right. I mean, I'll I'll do a, I'll spend more money uh, for the customer service thing just because I feel good about dealing uh, with uh, with the organization, the friendliness, the, the professionalism, etc. Uh, it, it it it's exactly where uh, it, it means a lot. I mean, if and if you've got uh, thirty thousand people selling the same widget, what's the difference going to be other than price? It's just going to be you know, how you're treated. Uh, so. It's like the Northridge thing. And the price is not even really that different. Right? If you look at uh, Northridge, the, the, the interview you have with the guy said, you know, the manufacturers tell them a lot about what they can discount. They still got the right. same margin. So and when you go to Northridge or Quadratech, or you go to a lot of them, you, you're not going to see a, a huge variation in price. You may see a little bit here and there. Um, Northridge, we've got the, the Jeep talk show discount that you get, right? So you get a little bit better price there on a lot of them. But in the end, it's kind of, when you order for Northridge, what were you talking about? It, it was there like a couple of days. Oh man, like, they it was, were really that, they were on that point. was huge for me. The, the shipping was so fast. Yeah. And let me just mention that really quick. It's Northridge four by four dot com, and uh, it's a, a just put in Jeep Talk Show for the discount, and you can get anywhere from ten percent to what have you seen, John? Twenty percent or, or more, well, depending on the, uh, what it is. Like, what was that? I posted up there today. Was it the? It was the radio. Right, the radio was significant because I think it was two eighty for that. Oh, the Midland, yeah. forty watt, yeah, and the discount was like thirty five dollars off of a two hundred eighty dollar item. So, so this that's, that's a significant chunk. Oh yeah, it was it was better than ten percent. Uh, so uh, let me let me just mention this really quick. Uh, I mean, uh, actually, the segue for about the radio you were talking about. Uh, you were looking at a, a Midland GMRS uh, mobile radio, I believe. Uh, there on Northridge 4x4, which I didn't even know they had the GMRS radios until you saw that today. Uh, but uh, there's, uh, 
if you if you guys are going out to buy a GMRS radio for your Jeep or for whatever, uh, you might want to hold off until uh, January if you are interested in a fifty watt mobile radio from Midland. Don't oh, tease. So uh, yeah, so uh, the, the, then that that brings us into our next subject as far as GMRS radio. Do you guys? Does anybody here not know what GMRS radio is? Know what it is yeah. from the point of I don't. this is a GMRS radio, but the technical specs of what uh, makes it different from FRS or ham or CB or anything like that. I'm not a radio file. Right. So. Same. Yeah, I'm not a radio guy. I, I, so yeah, I know what it, I know what it is, but I don't really know how it all works and stuff. I don't really look very much. So button and talk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you yeah, guys, yeah. you guys are Some familiar with CB, right? The same as a GMRS, but with GMRS license, you can operate at a higher wattage. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, right and, and and repeaters, uh, which is which, and repeaters, which makes it even more confusing. So 18, uh, 18 through 22 are available on repeaters. Yep. And uh, so the, now everybody here is familiar with CB, I would think, right? Oh, yeah. For you, buddy. Yes. And, and yep. CB really is just that. I mean, it's it's been the same thing since the uh, the 70s and it, even back in the 60s. I, I wasn't in CB in, in the 60s, but uh, it's been the same thing from, from the 70s. The only thing they did was uh, they went from uh, 23 channels to 40 channels. And here recently, uh, they're looking at uh, adding FM uh, to uh, CB, I think, to try to help compete with GMRS. But um, so CB has been, uh, was, was abused horribly in the late 70s, and the FCC did nothing about it. Um, the GMRS and FRS family radio service came about uh, as a, is what they wanted the CB to be whenever uh, it came out. The reason why uh, the uh, the FRS and GMRS didn't come out when it uh, when CB did was because the technology was far too expensive for individuals to be able to have radios to, that would operate at the much higher frequencies. <clears throat> so that meant that uh, the CB frequencies were on a lower frequency range. That uh, meant that whenever uh, the the right uh, conditions were met. You could you could talk to somebody 500 miles or further away, uh, traditionally called skip, and that caused a lot of issues with uh, people using amplifiers and trying to talk uh, to all these people across the the country illegally. And the FCC just threw up their hands. So what that should tell you about GMRS is it's a lot quieter because the because of the frequency you don't have to contend with skip. You're only going to be be hearing people that are relatively close to you, unless you're using a repeater, which will give you additional range. And uh, the GMRS and FRS is in the same uh, general area as uh, one of the ham bands. So a lot of the same thing that you can do in ham, you can do with GMRS, as far as the quality of the audio, because it's FM. Uh, the range that you get out of it, and also to repeaters. So if you were thinking about getting a ham license, because you've seen some of this stuff with with radios and, and repeaters, well, you can do the same thing with GMRS. You don't have to use repeaters, and repeaters, again, just extend your signal out uh, 30 miles, 100 miles. It uh, just really depends on the repeater. 
And uh, in the repeater basically means that it's taking your signal and repeating it as you as you're sending it, repeating it out further. And then people further away can hear. And then whenever they talk, they hit the repeater and you can hear them. So it increases your range. Really cool. It's really neat how it, how it, how it works. Now, ham radio is always going to be more uh, useful and bigger range, and etc., than what GMRS is. But having that uh, GMRS, but having that GMRS available in your Jeep, especially off-road, is going to be of great benefit. The uh, and I don't know if you guys understand the relationship between the frequency of the radio and the antenna, but because the frequency is much higher in GMRS and FRS. It's a much smaller antenna, so you can like get a away with it. antenna. I'm sorry, <laughs> like those little bullet antennas. Uh, <laughs> close. You gotta go to the antenna that's that's that big. Close. Get that at Walmart. Yeah, because you. I, I remember mean, that conversation. Yeah, you no, know, that that's absolutely true, uh, Larry. I mean, something very short can be used because it is at the right length for that frequency, and and it's but it's definitely not the right uh, length for AM broadcast. AM broadcast is several hundred feet long. And when you when you go for something that's like four foot long to six inches, well, <laughs> you're just making things worse. <laughs> so, uh, John, I think you had a, a question about uh, yeah. about tones or something, didn't you? Yeah, Josh was talking about, you know, we're doing our planning. It's back to the Discord thing, right? We're doing some, some planning around a trip we're all looking to take in, in August. And Josh mentioned, you know, we'll put tones um here and there and that'll help us with cutting down chatter or cutting down uh just noise and i was asking do you need to use tones because we haven't really set those up we've been out on the like the texas event that we went to or anything like that we never really use tones so i i'm one of the i don't know what a tone set is right so it, just to give you my background right, i've got those i bought those two midland whether the mxt 1000s i think and the gmrs handheld radios and they're great in the off-road parks. Everybody tells you what channel it is. You set the channel. I think it's got like 50 settings there. I have no idea what it does. Um, but you, you just kind of set it up and make sure you can key it up with everybody else that's out there and then go. That's the extent of my radio kind of background with those things. So when he was mentioning tones, I had no idea what he was talking about. Yeah, and, and actually radio, just being able to do exactly what you were talking about is is like the best thing. This it needs to be simple. You don't ha- you shouldn't have to have a an engineering degree to, to to work a radio if it's if it's done right. So uh, real quick, the 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 uh, CT uh, CSS uh, continuous tone coded squelch system. Those tones are uh, often re- referred to as sub audible tones. So whenever you uh, if you if you have a sub audible tone set uh, for your transmit. Whenever you key up the mic, that tone is being uh, sent out while you're talking. Or as long as the microphone is keyed and you're transmitting, that tone is going out. And that tone can be heard by other radio equipment. Uh, It's traditionally used with repeaters so that the repeater can stop uh, from being, uh, it'll stop the repeater from uh, repeating signals that weren't meant for it. So uh, there are times where uh, during um, like cold fronts and atmospherics, you can actually get a, some propagation from uh, further distances away, and you may have other uh, GMRS repeaters on the same frequency that don't really interfere with each other, but under special occasions it will. So you'll, they'll set CTS or, or the subaudible tones 
so that only the right group is using the repeater they mean to instead of uh, keying up like maybe more than one repeater at a time. So that's that's whenever you're transmitting. The other one is a, a squelch uh, subaudible tone where your radio listens for a specific tone. And when it hears that specific tone, it will open the squelch and you will hear the party that's talking. And that's probably what uh, Josh was talking about. Uh, it, now, a lot of people think that it means that like it's scrambled or nobody else can hear what you're saying. Not true. If they don't have, uh, or like say, for example, you didn't set the, uh, the, the squelch tone. You just left it open. You're still going to hear everybody else talking on that, uh, that frequency, that channel. Uh, but if there was some chatter going on, then uh, the, the, the squelch tone, would you would not be able to hear that. Now, you're not going to be able to use that channel while they're talking, and you wouldn't even know why you couldn't use that channel because you, your squelch was, was uh, turned on and you can't hear them talking. So I, for, for, for myself personally, I wouldn't use a subaudible tone. I never use one for squelch. Uh, I never use one on the receive side. I only use it on the transmit, and that's whenever I'm going to a repeater, and that's, I only use that because the repeater requires it, that you send out that subaudible tone. Otherwise, it just ignores you. Does, does any of that make sense? Well, that makes sense. Okay, good. There's, there's, a, there's the technology behind it, just like um, understanding how a package versus a network, from my point of view. And then there's the being able to configure it, right? So I may know how a how a package versus network, but I may not have the understanding to configure that Cisco router to send it that way, right? So the the settings inside of the the radios are still going to throw me for a loop, but that's just going to be practice. The the way the way I think about it, and and I've struggled with it a bit. I've I've done some studying for my ham license. I haven't got too far. I've got a Baofeng. I've played around with GMRS. I've played around with ham. I think about it, and Tony, correct me if I'm wrong, I, as the national highway system. Think of the national interstate system and the highways. Go east, west, north, south. You've got lanes going opposite, five, six lanes, different speeds. Certainly in Texas, they rack them and stack them where the frequency could all be on the same frequency, meaning the same lane, the same interstate going the same dis or the same direction north south east or west but you've got different lanes different speeds different powers and that that's the way i think of just all the myriad of the tones and in the squelch settings and things like you explained it's it's like we could all be on the same road more or less but if we're not in the same lane the same speed we might not be talking the same language if that makes sense well uh Using that analogy, I, I think it's I think that's overly complex. It's actually a lot simpler, at least the way I look at it, and that you have uh, certain channels in GMRS, and those channels uh, have uh, they can have different wattages uh, depending on what channels they are, uh, and some like the FRS channels uh, you can't even use because you have an external antenna. And the uh, FRS channels won't allow you to use an external antenna. They're just made for those little bitty handheld uh, fixed antenna. Uh, you can't even change the antenna on the FRS. But but the neat thing is, and I'm sure they all do it, but I know the Midlands uh, handle that for you. So if, you, if there's a, a, a GMRS or FRS channel you can use, the, the Midland radio will allow you to do it, and it will adjust the power 
out for uh, depending on what is the FCC has defined for those channels. Um, it really it works exactly like a CB as long as you're not uh, using repeaters. Um, and, and that's something that I don't think you're ever going to see in CB is the use of repeaters because of the frequency range it's on. Uh, also, too, even if they go to FM, I still think that you're going to have issues, and especially on a Jeep, because your antenna length, the antenna length for a CB is 102 inches. Now, it can be shorter by using loading coils and stuff, but it, it's never going to be as short as and, and very operational as it is for GMRS. But basically, what I'm telling what I'm telling you is is that there's so many advantages to GMRS uh, that you should just forget about CB. <laughs> I just you know it's just not right. not a good thing to to use, and uh, that's one of the things I wanted to get across to you guys, especially if you're going to go out on uh, any adventures. I think it's I think somebody here uh, had told us that on Jeep Jamboree, uh, they're doing away with CBs. They're they're going all GMRS. Hundred percent GMRS. They're requiring it. Yeah. It's it's just the such a great. Time you really you really hear CB on the road. I still have one of my rigs. It really is bad weather or accidents. Other than that, sometimes I got to check and see if it's even on. Yeah, it's never a bad thing to have a radio and, and have the ability to communicate. But how useful is it uh, to you? Uh, I, I noticed the same thing. I bought a little uh, one of those little Midland uh, handheld uh, CB radios so I could use when I went off road. And uh, I, I can't remember now who it was that I was talking to on it uh, at Hidden Falls a couple of years ago. And it was like, I could even, I could even hear the person that, just sitting right across from me uh, on, that, on that thing. It was just horrible. And GMRS, the little handhelds, are just wonderful. So, um, this, uh, so I, I think I heard somebody say, you know, great when I said the CBs suck. Who, who is it that, <laughs> who, who said that? Who's the CBer out there besides Larry? It used to be a long time ago, you know, back in my high school days. That was our social networking, right? Exactly. Before you had, yes. before you had phones, before we used to do what was called fox hunting. You ever do that? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we had a lot of fun uh, running around uh, on Friday, Saturday nights, uh, hiding yep. and being found. Yeah. Yes, we used to do that a lot. But hey, you know what? I still have a great use for part of my CB radio. My fire stick holds my Jolly Roger flag. Ah, there you go. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, and, and and looping back, I'll I'll just mention to you: wait for about mid January if you're interested in buying a Midland radio. And uh, the Jeep Talk Show is uh, got some uh, some Midland radio giveaways in the works uh, coming up in uh, in January. I sense a phrase that pays. Nice. Yep, yep. Nice. And, and thanks to Midland. Nice. It's not it's not the Jeep Talk Show. Midland, uh, uh, very very kind, uh, has uh, sent us uh, some uh, some radios and uh, give us a, a release date, and we're just waiting for that date so we can uh, uh, give a few of those away. Nice. Hey, Tony. Hey, hey, Tony. What's the what's the mile range for a GMRS? And you, I, I know you and I've t- talked about this. And I operate in about 160 mile radius for the construction, and then for the the ranch, I don't know, probably a hundred mile radius. I want to put a home base here, and then I want to put them in the tractors and the semi and the jeep and the trucks and stuff. But I don't want to go with the GMRS because it's going to be a large investment for me. You know, putting these radios in there. I don't want to put a GMRS system together for the home place and the and all the different vehicles and then not be able to reach the 160 mile 
Yeah, you're. And I understand that line of sight. That line of sight is a hell of a lot different than you know if I'm up on a hill and then I see you and you're across the ocean. You know, blah blah blah. I mean, I, I understand you know that that there are you know limitations that way, but yeah, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do 100 miles. You're not going to do. Uh, certainly not 160. Now there's a there's a YouTuber, and we've actually had him on the show. Uh, not a Rubicon Productions. He's a he's a Jeeper, but he's big into GMRS. And uh, if you go over there and look at some of his uh, YouTube videos, uh, he will say that he was getting 120, 140 miles uh, through his testing. Now he was absolutely using a repeater. To do that, he's in California, uh, California, and I believe the repeater he was testing with is on a mountain range. So, is it possible to do? Yes. Is it is it common? No. Uh, Unless you link the repeaters, you can you'd have to have multiple repeaters on a linked network. Like I can talk down south of Indianapolis from Chicago through a linked repeater network. My repeater that's. 40 miles from me is linked to a Midwest network. And this so is on talk. GMRS you're talking about? Yes, it's on GMRS. There's a linked whole linked network now. There's different linked repeaters. I can talk to Milwaukee. I can talk to Cincinnati. I can talk to Indianapolis right from the suburbs of Chicago. So what are the rules on using the that that linked repeater network? Are you... Owner's you, permission. Owner's That's permission. It. And do they get after you for using it very long? Or do you no. use it very long at all? I... It, I use it occasionally. I spend more time listening. I'll jump in here and there. There's a couple yeah. of regulars on there, but if it's linked, but that's for Chuck, that's, you know, where he's at, my guess is there's probably not many repeaters available. You know, if you want to set up multiple linked repeaters, you set them on each end of your range yeah. where one would talk to the and, other. It's a relay system. And, 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 you're, and you're talking about power and antenna structures and antennas yes. and, uh, and, a transmit receiver and that's all stuff all infrastructure that you have to install and maintain so yep. for, for you chuck i would think that it's not going to be a an alternative unless you have a repeater uh, in the area and it has a really really good range or repeater network and then you have to contend with getting permission to use that and you may even get pushback on how often you're using it uh because you don't own the equipment so what what is this? So so guys, I mean, if if I'm going to put a, a a home base here, and I think before I had like a a twenty foot or a thirty foot antenna for my CB, and I can reach out just a couple miles. I mean, it was absolutely atrocious. So right. we just kind of scrapped the whole idea. I have a problem putting a a twenty foot, thirty foot antenna up here at the home base, and then reaching out as far as I can with the tractors. I think like. The south pasture is what's Council Grove, a half an hour drive, 45 minute drive. And then Fort Riley is just right up the you know, about 20 miles or so, 30 miles at the most. Would I be able to talk to a regular truck antenna, you know, tractor out of my home base if, 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 it, if I'm only going 30 or 40 miles? Is that something that's realistic? It's just these farther jobs that, you know, I might not be able to make it all the way to Russell kansas where i might not be able to make it to kansas city well we have cell phones that'll be fine is I, that realistic i'm gonna say and i'm gonna and again i'll point you over to not a rubicon uh, productions on youtube uh he will say that there's a, a much greater range than what i've experienced in my uh almost lifetime of ham radio and and these frequencies aren't any different than other ham radio that i've been on uh i would say without a repeater 
you were looking at uh, five miles of useful communication if you're using a mobile radio with a 40, 50 watt output and an external antenna. And it's going to be less than that with a handheld. And if anybody here has different experience with GMRS, please free, feel free to, to jump in there. But yeah, it, so, Tony, so, Tony, I have this, right? I've got, I've got a handful of these. This uh-huh. is what we use when we're on the farm. It's already set up. The guy that I was talking to you about who's 10 miles down the road, I can go outside, key this up, and reach him. But he has these antennas that they're not just a pole right there. They're actually these giant wings that flare out at us. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. You would know more about all of that, the frequencies and stuff like that. Right. Uh, on that. Well, the, well the, you're, but you're, that's the key. 10 miles away. That's the key is the antenna height and the, the way yeah. the antenna is designed as far as how much gain it, it gives you in, in both receive and transmit. And yes, you can do a much greater range uh, depending on uh, like trees because all the trees have water in them and they knock down the radio signals. So if there's no trees and, and if it's like just like flat and there's nothing, you know, the antenna is, is this clear line of sight from antenna to antenna, you're going to have a much better opportunity to make that contact. And when I say uh, useful communication, I'm not saying that you wouldn't be able to hear somebody talking but as far as it being something like talking on the phone or just being able to hear every right. word they're saying, I don't think that something over five miles, mobile to mobile, certainly not handheld to mobile, is going to be uh, be as good as what you're wanting it to be. Yeah, and like here. So what about here on the plains? The height matters. What about home based? What about home based to to vehicle? And we'll just say, we'll just we'll just say it's going to be inside the vehicle. You know, I called Midland today. They're closed this week. I'll have to call them again, you know, sometime mid-January, I guess now, and to, to help me set these up. If I have a home base and a 50-watt mobile, not a handheld, but one that's actually wired into the vehicle, what are we looking, 10, 20 miles? I, well, I, your home base, you, you're going to need that antenna up higher, Yeah, right? You, you could see 20. You might be able to see 20 miles out of it, um, depending on the height of the antenna. I would recommend uh, 50 feet. For the antenna, at least minimal. Yeah. So my 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 lift only goes sixty feet in the air. So I guess I'd have to build it and put it up. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, uh, people that sell towers like Ron R O H N towers. A uh, Midland will will be able to help you out with this. And I and I'd be really I wouldn't make any decisions until you talk to them because they should know exactly yeah what you're dealing with with that, terrain and everything else. That's why I called them today. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be an investment, right? Because cell phones through this area really suck. And cell phones in tractors are absolutely atrocious because you can't hear it ring. And you're sitting there with this little baby thing in your ear and you're trying to talk. Right. But I know I talk. You can get those exterior speakers like we've had in CBs and everything. And you can blast that shit. And you can actually talk while the equipment is running. Oh, yeah. So that's why I'm. Yeah, it's a lot simpler, too, because you don't have to take switch your attention like you do with a cell phone to answer the call. and It's just pick up the microphone right. and talk. And it's that's true. where GMRS is going to be a lot better for you than CB because you're not going to be hearing a lot of trash going on or just atmospheric noise yeah. because of skip and stuff. So and you can buy this headsets. Is, yeah, this is what I was telling you uh, in, in uh, Discord chat about setting up a repeater uh, because if you set up a repeater on your property – 
it might cost you a thousand dollars uh not including like the uh, the the antenna the tower for the antenna but just the antenna and the radios but now you have your own repeater and you can use handhelds on your property pretty much anywhere on your property as long as it's not the ponderosa uh and uh have have conversations just like you're on the phone except it would be and, and you could probably use the handhelds in the in the tractors as well uh if you set up your own repeater and and everybody can do that I really need to get down and talk to the gentleman just south of me that's 10 miles because he's the president of the ham association here in this area. And I know because I went over there and he was chatting with somebody in Iowa or some damn thing. And he said that he has a repeater network and it starts in Manhattan, which is the town that we're from. Right. And, and you know, Mike, Mike can reach out and talk to people and you go into his office and it's, I mean, for a guy like me, who's, I've never got into it, but I absolutely love it. You know, I'm a nerd. He's got computer screens everywhere and probably 20 fucking radios. Running. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty damn neat. I mean, it's he's really, like a it's really nerd, easy, right? Yeah, it's really easy to get caught up in it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it can, it can overwhelm you. So, and that's great. Talk to folks because you may find that, that the situation you're in is that you know somebody that has a repeater network that you can use the way you want to use it and not have to have that investment. And if that, if that's the case, then yeah, I mean, whatever the, whatever system has been set up, uh, you know, you, with their permission, you can use the, but that's why I was saying, if you set up your own repeater, then you can do whatever you damn well please, as long as it's within the FCC regulations. So you don't have to get permission from anybody because you're in control of it and it doesn't cost that much for you to do that. Uh, it, but it's not going to give you the hundred mile range without a huge investment. Yeah. So, so that my idea to have non cell phone communication with the guys that are on job sites probably not reasonable. But having non cell phone communication with the guys that are running equipment, then that that's more possible, right? Because I'm not going to have a swather 160 miles away, right? That's absolutely retardation. But I will have it 20 miles away. I think twenty I miles. Is, talk to him. I think twenty miles is more likely, depending on your your investment for your antenna at uh, uh, there where you know wherever you're going to be talking from. I would assume like from your home or there this, on your on your this property. This chair right here. Yeah. With my Jeep desk. Yeah. Now I will mention this to you: uh, if there is good cell phone coverage for somebody that's a hundred, hundred and sixty miles away, you can use a free app called Zello. So it's like Jello but with a Z. Zello. And if you put uh, Zello, it's a free app that you can install on your phone. And actually, the Jeep Talk Show is on Zello. Uh, and it, it's just a, a push-to-talk thing. You, you pull it up on your, on your phone, and it just runs all the time. And you, it, you, know, you, just, you can hear it on an external speaker if you've got Bluetooth in your, in, your, in your car or your truck. And then it works just like uh, any other uh, radio, except it uses your cell phone. And, of course, it uses the cell phone network, but it's pushed to talk. So that might work out something, uh, might work out for you uh, on somebody that's 160 miles away. Z-E-L-L-O. Is that like the old Nextel? Uh, no, this is, uh, this is some, actually, I found out about this whenever we had the, uh, the, the hurricane, uh, hit us, hurricane Harvey. And I think it was the Cajun Navy came over here from Louisiana to help uh, evacuate people, uh, just, just two blocks behind my house. Uh, they were, they were over there and they were using Zello, 
for communications. They were using the, the cell phone network and that app on their cell phones to coordinate uh, with all their members to evacuate people. And, and it, it, if, as long as the, the, uh, the internet infrastructure for the cell phones and stuff is available, then it will work. And it will work everywhere in the world. I was about to say, the impressive part of that story is the cell network was up. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so, uh, That's impressive. Yeah. So my, my wife is sitting in the, in the office here with me. She's on the couch. And while we were talking, she looked at me and she says, well, is there anything that just runs off of the satellites? And then you, you just push the talk off of the satellites. And I think you just answered the question. Well, this oh, isn't, yeah, this that, isn't that satellite. Would be, yeah, this isn't, would be horrendous. yeah, this isn't satellite. It's internet. And, uh, but, but you can get to the internet however you want to get there. Uh, it, it's just, if you're using geosynchronous uh, satellites, the latency is going to be horrible. If you're using Starlink, then no, it's not going to be as bad. And John, John and I will go down a, an argument road on that one. <laughs> I think I think it'll be like the old uh, the old Stu three phones, Chuck. If you've ever used one of those, right? The, like a Stu three. If you've ever used a Stu three when you're deployed or whatever. This, I was going to say that must be a, an army or or military. It, well, it's, he said he was in in, in deployed areas, but it's a uh, it's an encrypted phone, right? So if you're on one of those, it's going to be like hello. Hi. I mean, it's, it's going to be like this crazy. Oh, yeah. It's going to be oh, like yeah. those interviews you see sat on network phones? TV. <laughs> yes, very much we, so. We just call them sat phones. I don't know. Yeah. We were a bunch of idiots. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, and that, that would be the only thing that I could think of would be a satellite phone. But, of course, that wouldn't be just be pushed to talk. There are uh, there are satellite communication stuff out there, but uh, it's it's very expensive. Uh, I, th- I think that this, if you if you have a good cellular signal, uh, and you can use something like Zello, and there's probably some other apps out there that you can do the same thing. But it's literally push to talk. They also have voice operated, so uh, it could be just somebody uh, just talking, and it would. Uh, uh, you set up your own channel. It, it, it's kind of like Discord. It's kind of like Discord, but you set up your own channel. Uh, it could be Chuck's channel, and everybody that uh, you needed to talk to. Uh, now it wouldn't go on GMRS. There's no link between the two of them, so you'd have to have two different ways of communicating. Uh, obviously, you can't use that where the cell the cell service is bad. Chuck's channel, but Chuck's channel. That's the bummer, right? <laughs> I think we, you need a special uh, permission to be on that. It's one. like Bob's Road on the <laughs> <laughs> on that tornado movie. <laughs> you know what? One question I had. Uh, this is more for Larry. Um, talking about all the radios, the fabrication or the the custom mounting. Right of how mm-hmm. do you mount your your radio in the Jeep? So if you're running one of those like MXT, the forty watt or the fifty watt, or like the home station they're talking about uh, in the Jeep, how do you mount that? Because I've seen them where they mount them underneath the seat. I've seen them where they kind of mount it in the console and, and different areas. It just, really just depends on you know on the unit itself, and that's the one thing about you know radios and mounts. I think the mounts almost come out before the radios even do. <laughs> yeah, that's so, funny. I think there's you know, a lot so more you, money in the in the mounts than there are the radios. <laughs> sure. Yeah, a couple tabs here and there, and I know for like the JL, there's a the, they make mounts that come off the bolts off the side of the uh, off the console, oh. and I have to think the JK is the same way. I've seen a lot of people mount because I've got that vector bar. I don't know if you ever seen it's kind of like what you built in your JL mm-hmm. right with the the bar that goes across. So I was thinking right. about a mount because I've seen the ones where you can mount like the main radio somewhere else, and then you yeah, just have the faceplate. 
yeah, you just get the faceplate kind of thing that's sitting out um, that's, you know, visible to touch or whatever. Yeah, I think that's what Steve-O did. He, he, he's he got that, that unit to where it's actually keyed in through the mic. The mic does all of the work. Yeah. You know, the handheld and the, the unit is tucked up under the dash somewhere so you don't have that actual box anywhere. It's actually, it's it's actually my console. Yeah. So did you drill a hole through the console? Or did you use that little groove they've got cut out in it? To, I did a hole in the console, but I got a, it's called an RJ45, which is the yeah. type of plug that your um, microphone is. So if you look at this, my console, I'll send you a picture of it. There's a plug. There's just like a little hole. But it looks like a professional. I'm pretty proud of my install on this one. It looks like a regular, like it belongs to you. Just plug the mic into the side of the console. And then all the controls, the volume, the channels, the, you know, the push to talk, it's all in one unit that hangs on the uh, dash. Let me. Did you run an external speaker or like. I did. I did. And I got to move that damn thing because it's up on the bar between the two seats. And every time I look into the back seat, I whack my head on it. (laughs) (laughs) No, let let me mention this to Chuck really quick. I forgot about this. Chuck, they, they make Zello. Uh, handheld radios like the little like like the FRS or the uh, GMRS handhelds yeah. like that one you had in your hand uh, it's it, it, it's made to work on Zello so you don't even have to have a, a cell phone with the app on it that's just the direction I would go because I'm cheap but they they do sell uh, handy talkies just for Zello it still requires a connection uh, to the cellular network so it's the cell it's the cell phone connection that i'm going to run into because there's i mean we're we're not in a dead spot here at the house with a certain cell phone uh what thing that we have now verizon but we used to have to walk to use our cell phones walk out and stand in the middle of the road and that's the only place that you can get a cell phone service and if you go to certain parts of the pasture or or whatever there's just no communication it's just dead spot yeah right because no, this uh, would this this would just be for those. These would just be for those those connections that were very far away, and I haven't seen one in recent times. But whenever they stopped having uh, the antennas on the cell phones that you could pull out, you know, uh, they I think that was about the same time that they came up with uh, cell repeaters, so that you could put a, a a signal repeater for the cellular network, like in your business or your house to uh, get an external, like an external antenna going so that you could increase your, your cellular range for all the cell phones in that location. And that might Fento be something. Cell. What was it? I'm about a Fento cell. Yeah, so that might be something that would help you out. Now, but, but I was just trying to think of a way that you could communicate with people there on the farm and 100 miles away. And it would, in, in my mind, it would require t- at least two different services. And one of the services you'd have to have good uh, cell phone coverage, which means you have to get a different network than Verizon. <laughs> yeah. Just well, I mean, Tony, <laughs> Tony, would the would the would the ultimate solution be a, a ham radio? I'm just just for my own knowledge. the The problem with a ham radio is it requires a test, and it's hobby. And Chuck is trying to use it for business. GMRS can be used and is actually is intended for uh, business or personal, uh, and uh, ham radio is not. So, so if Chuck Chuck gets his license, all of Chuck's employees or whomever he'd be communicating with gets their license, it's still not okay 
Absolutely. No, no, it's, it's, it's business. Somebody's making money off of it. That's not what amateur radio is. Wait a minute. Am I supposed to be making money at this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Um, let's just put it this way. If, if you're in business, the FCC don't care if you're making money or not. It would just assume that you were, and you weren't, couldn't use that service. It's just, it's a large investment, you know, for a guy to get the Senate stuff. Um, it sh- it shouldn't be Chuck. The GMRS stuff is 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 really inexpensive, at least to try it out. Um, you know, I any and I would check into the 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 gentleman that has the repeater or repeater network, and that might be your uh, it might be your solution. It might be solution for the whole thing, depending on uh, you know how much uh, uh, how available it is, how much it's being used by other other businesses, uh, if any. Uh, there might be some sort of uh, fee that you got to pay the guy uh, to, to, you know, to use it uh, or other uh, others, uh, other uh, GMRS repeaters that you need to use. It might be something that you pay some small fee to, for the upkeep of the other uh, repeater. I'm, I'm sure that if if it all works out and my for 10 years now, I mean, easy, it's got to be where he, he keeps. When we installed CBs and everything out here, he says, "Why are you doing this? This is junk. They're, they're more they're more expensive, and you can just get a GMRS and be better." He says, "It's a small test. I mean, not a small test. It's a small fee. It's like seven dollars a year or some damn thing." Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, we, we, my wife and I went to church this Sunday, and there he was. You know, I mean, we sat. Well, I guess I went without her, but I sat next to him at church, and he's, he's my neighbor, one of my good friends. I'm sure if he's got a repeater or something, he'll just say, "Yeah, use it." I mean, don't be a and just key up the whole time you know i'm sure right yeah that's what i would that's what i would assume too i'm saying worst case uh, you're using it for business and sometimes they just want to have you know the some of the electricity paid for it's you know it's just like hitchhiking uh you know grass or ass or get out so <laughs> dang it <laughs> however you want to pay that's grass. up to you <laughs> i don't give that away all right. Well, we're going to wrap this thing up. But before we do, is there uh, anything that anybody wanted to, uh, to to jump in there? Maybe, John, you wanted to continue the, the conversation you were uh, having with Larry there that I uh, jumped back onto the uh, the Zillow bandwagon? Oh, no, no, no. I was just, well, it was, we were talking about just mods, like, um, since it's the end of the year, right? We're talking about kind of what are some of the, the mods you've done this year that, that you really, that stuck out or whatever that you thought was. I know. Really cool. I know That's one I kid. About the, the radio. I know one kid is very happy with the mod that uh, that he got. He's got a tire swing with a brand new thirty-seven inch uh, tire. <laughs> I, bet it's, I bet it's a Nitto, maybe even a Trail Grappler. <laughs> should be on the back of my Jeep. But, this is know. this is why you should have gone with what? Oh, the Nexon Rodian MTX uh, uh, tires. Then you would have had well, them probably. They probably still would have shipped them. To, I mean, it wasn't Midwest's fault that FedEx dropped the, the ball there, right? It's all held together with FedEx tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I literally, in Discord, I dropped the link to the, the tracking number for that, that spare tire. And it's it's a funny, if you click on it, you'll laugh. I mean, if that's all you can do at that point, right? It's, it's seeing it zigzag across the country. And then literally the update since December 15th is delayed no date no date scheduled it's just it's gone that's yeah, i mean that's, discount that's discount amazing did ship me another one because i bought them through they're, they're, they come through discount the shop I, I go through they use discount 
uh, tire. So um, that's who they ordered them through. And yeah, they they were apologizing. But they're like, I've never seen anything like this. I'm like, nothing you can do about it, right? You can't control FedEx. So I don't I don't fault the shop or, or even discount for that. Well, uh, I mean, w- this wouldn't be the first time I've heard bad things about F- about FedEx. I've never had any issues with them, but, you know, you, you never can tell. It just really, I, I guess, depends on the various areas that you're dealing with. Well, guys, we've come to the end of another roundtable, and, uh, of course, the conversation's not over. And if you were part of the Zoom meeting, uh, you may well be involved in this conversation for the next two or three hours. <laughs> so what you should do is go over to jeeptalkshow.com and uh, check out how to uh, join our newsletter, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. And then you'll get that link that you can join our Zoom meeting and just stay here and talk about all kinds of things. Sometimes it goes as late as midnight uh, central time. So it's just a lot of fun. Uh, I'm just so happy that we're uh, getting all the uh, the Jeep family together, the Jeep talk show family, especially on the Discord uh, server, and of course our Zoom meetings that we have here on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Now, if uh, if you're listening to this uh, and you weren't part of the Zoom meeting, you're uh, listening to it on a Wednesday because that's when our roundtables come out. Uh, Wednesday morning, and uh, we're uh, doing three episodes a week. So uh, we have episodes on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, as long as it's not Thanksgiving or Christmas and we're taking off, we'll have three episodes a week. So uh, we'll, uh, we're getting back to our regular schedule, and uh, we got some great interviews coming up that have already been recorded. All we got to do is uh, record the show and insert uh, the interview here. So big thanks to Chris over at sevenslats.com. Uh, for getting our our interviews uh, uh, all scheduled up, I'm just so tired of chasing people down. Chris does such a wonderful job uh, with it. The only problem is, is that you know I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, no, oh, I don't have nothing to do tonight, and then boom shows up on my calendar. I got an interview to do tonight. <laughs> so we got lots of them coming up. So stick in there with us uh, for um, uh, the the rest of uh, 2021. A couple more shows, and then into 20. 20- 22. Oh, and I'll just say real quick, I am not a GMRS expert. So uh, if there is something that I said incorrectly, please feel free to reach out, uh, call our voicemail, uh, let me know where I got it wrong. Uh, I did try to d- direct uh, everybody over to Not a Rubicon uh, Productions, where um, uh, the, the gentleman there has uh, a great deal of knowledge about GMRS. He's, uh, he's an anti hammer, but uh, he has a lot of GMRS knowledge. I, I do not understand the, the type ranges that he's talking about. I have never seen that in, uh, in ham radio. And uh, radio is radio. It doesn't matter if it's a ham radio or a GMRS. So, but, but it's another view that you can uh, listen to and watch and learn from. Uh, but again, if there's something I've gotten wrong with GMRS, please feel free to let me know. Um, uh, we, uh, we always like to give good information out here, and I'll certainly correct it if, it's, uh, if I got something wrong. So you guys have a great night. Join us again uh, the, the, on Friday uh, for our our last episode of the year. And uh, we'll uh, have uh, Josh and uh, Wendy uh, back with us. Hopefully Tammy will be joining us uh, back very, very soon. So until then, have a great night. Thank you all the Zoom people that showed up tonight. And uh, we'll be chatting with you next week. Podcasting since 2010.